This is the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, where it's not what you do, but how you do it. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs brought to you by entrepreneurs. We have been building a multi-million dollar healthcare business for over 10 years, and we have weaved together some of the best information for the people that are doing the best work in the business. This includes Dr. Martini, who is a master in human behavior, to Vern Harnish, who has created the methodologies of scaling up that has scaled many, many of the best businesses that we all know of. We want you to not only have a business that you love, but also a life that you love. All right, so welcome to the last podcast of our series, The Five Dysfunctions That Are Happening in Your Organization. So we have talked about uh, four different principles that led up to this very last one, which is inattention to results. So, you know, unfortunately, when we do not have effective meetings and we don't have vulnerability and we don't ask for feedback and we don't have proper measures in place to hold people accountable, this is something that is going to lead to us having a, a team that unfortunately is going to only be able to retain B players, C players, and even worse, D players. Don't. Just don't. (laughs) So very often we're going to find that the A players in the company are going to leave and they're going to seek out other opportunities and that we start to notice that there are a lot of decisions that are being made that are more self-serving. So individuals are not necessarily doing what's best for the business, but really doing what's best for themselves. Um, They're not motivated, nor are they inspired. Um, They're not very motivated or inspired because they don't, you know, you're not, there's an inattention to results. So nobody really knows what the scoreboard is. Nobody knows what the major goals and objectives are. And even if you do decide, oh, I'm, you know, we're going to work towards this is that, Nobody feels a major responsibility to if you achieve it or not. And I would say that that was probably one of the biggest things that we experienced, even though we were putting some of these other foundational pieces in place. I do feel that we were we were having good meetings and we were really trying to create more accountability in the business. The accountability was not super clear, which we'll talk about momentarily. Uh, we definitely were inviting feedback and trying to create more trust. But something that we just noticed is that everyone, you know, had these pieces of paper that told them what they were responsible for. And they knew what the monthly goals and the quarterly goals were. But no one seemed phased if they were achieved or not. And... I just remember we were sitting around just racking our brains around like what like what's going on here? Like how can we shift this? Like the only people that are feeling this pain is us as the business owners because And that sucked. Yeah, no nobody gave a shit because at the end of the day they still got their paycheck. Not where you want to be, not a fun place. We've been there. <laughs> but the awesome thing is that you can grow from it and sometimes 
we need to acknowledge where we're at, even if it's a shitty place, um, because that's the foundation that we can grow off of. You know, it's a lot of times people come to us in the integrated wellness side of things um, where we have our physician hat instead of business coach hat on. And from that, it's, you know, a lot of people come in fear and like, oh, my God, these are my results. But I'm like, there's nothing to be scared of because now we have clarity on the cause. And as soon as we know the cause, we can actually create solutions to achieve your goals. So, you know, whether it's personal health or whether it's actually, you know, business sickness, um, we can once we figure out the cause of that sickness, we can grow from there. Mm hmm. I will say is, you know, in, in the event of this pain point that we are describing is, and some people might disagree with me, and I'm actually curious what your feedback is when I say this, is I feel that when this specific thing that we're talking about, when people were not phased by meeting the goals or not, was when you and I were still very involved in every aspect of the business. And even though we quote unquote appointed directors and appointed a COO and appointed an operations assistant, we really truly weren't letting them run their position and run their teams. Like they were still coming to us and we were trying to constantly add value and they they had the labels, but they weren't really, truly stepping into leadership. And that I, I found that for you and I, as the owners of the business and myself being the CEO of the business, is that it wasn't enough to create that level of accountability and for people to really feel responsible to the goals. It was when we all came together as a leadership team and we we truly had the directors and the executive team being leaders and encompassing all of the behaviors as leaders and them getting very serious about goals and benchmarks and you know, what are the rewards if we've reached these, but also what are what is going to happen if we don't? And things got real and got transparent and got vulnerable. And I feel like that made a very big difference. So I think the point of, of what I'm trying to say is that if you have a small business and maybe there's two or three employees, that that's one thing. But if you have five, six or more employees, it's not just about you as the business owner. You you really have to have other people that are quote unquote in charge of other people that are speaking the same language as you. Yeah, and I mean, to call ourselves out, we were owners, we weren't leaders. And True. that was that was our issue that we had to go through is that, you know, we set up everything through the scaling up all these amazing processes, but at the end of the day, your business is a reflection of yourself. And we we were still honestly kind of coming from uh, an aspect, not full-fledged, but an aspect of people could lean on us too much. And that was disempowering them. And we were disempowering them because we were giving them more of that shoulder to be able to lean against 
um, instead of actually being that self-accountability and taking that ownership and growing with that. And with growth becomes mistakes. It's like you don't grow without having times where you fall down. And that's not a failure. A failure is the lack of being able to learn from that to get back up and to start running again. So it's really about when aspect of leadership is allowing people the opportunity to fall down and to grow and to learn and become stronger from that. And for the longest time, you know, me speaking personally, I think probably both of us, is that we were too scared to have those aspects of falling down. So we wanted to pretty much be the helicopter parent to be able yeah. to make sure that everything was okay. And that was not only such a huge disservice to our business, but it created so many nights of literally us arguing and bickering about each other and tears and why the fuck are we running a business what's running us? It's like, it's not yeah. why we got into this. Uh, and soon as we actually got through and, you know, we had the systems down and we really worked on ourselves and became better leaders ourselves that you can't give something you don't have. So honestly, it was like, the business didn't transform until we transformed. And a big part of that transformation was us stepping fully into that leadership potential so that we could actually honestly remove her. And we just did for a month, uh, remove ourselves from the business. And it works completely efficiently without you mm -hmm. because it's not that you just set up systems, but you actually set up people to run the systems. And that's the most important aspect of the business is you can have a team of A players, but if the system isn't there. They're not allowed to be able to use all their gifts. And that's like what you're saying objectively is, you know, it's a game. Life is a big game. And it's like, how well are we going to show up and play? And it's also based on the tools that we get to play with, but it's also coming back and understanding that we have to have a challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's like A players want to be challenged. If mm -hmm. there's no challenge, they're not going to grow and they're wasting yeah. their gifts. So it's as a leader, we need to set up and strategize how we can actually create specific challenges to grow the team, to grow the business, to be able to serve more people. And continue to coach though as well, because... You know, w one of the things that I find myself doing on a weekly basis with my leadership team is really going back to, you know, the second uh, module or the second podcast in this series is, you know, going back to fear of conflict. And it's not necessarily that I'm creating conflict in the meetings, but what I'm doing is I'm extracting out the struggles that they might be experiencing as leaders because now they are the frontline person for you know individuals that they are managing and they are sometimes being presented with hard conversations and you know I'm asking them you know okay in handling that situation like where do you feel like you were really strong where do you feel like you could do better or you feel like there were weak points and um, do you feel like the situation is resolved or do you need some coaching around it and it, there's just such a huge opportunity to help them continue to grow and leverage. And sometimes I do step in very rarely, but I'm never stepping in to step over them. Um, there was a specific situation in the business where um, there were some new employees that were giving a lot of pushback and it was a it was a repeated conversation. So there was clearly a hindrance in hearing it from an individual who was the director because it was challenging the way that we actually create our programs in integrated wellness group. And 
when it comes to the creation of the programs, it's been a 10-year evolution. And the creation of what it is now is deep, deep rooted into all of the obstacles and pain points that we experienced. And so after, you know, the director dealing with this uh, for a couple of times, I was like, you know what? I There are stories that you don't even know as my director because you know, I'm talking, this has been an evolution for 10 years and you've been with us for two and a half years. So I'm going to create a video um, and we're going to send it to the entire staff because I think people deserve to know a little bit more of the history and a little bit more of the strategy as to why we do things the way that we do. And now this is becoming part of our onboarding process. It's going to become a part of videos that people have to watch prior to ever starting their job at Integrative Wellness Group. And, you know, that video went a long way because I was speaking and and busting every single myth that was created by this individual that was giving pushback about the programs. So it's, you know, sometimes you do you do your due diligence to continue to coach and be the leader and the mentor to your leadership team. And then there are times that, you know, you want them to be able to feel comfortable to say, I don't feel like this was handled as best as it could. I want coaching around it. And then you make that decision of I'm going to coach you and you got this or I'm going to I'm going to actually create a learning for the entire team around this. And that's capitalizing off of conflict. You know, it could have been like, it's not a big deal. This is a new employee an intern. They're mm-hmm. trying to help. They don't understand. Not a big deal. But it's like, no, that's culture. And one like we talk about it many, many times, one slight infection will spread like a wildfire. Yeah. So we have to be able to look at the small things to nip them, to even look at things before they even become small things. And that's really looking at vision to be able to grow a sustainable business and to continually upgrade your service and quality. And like you said, it's like you took a, a disservice, a conflict, and you made it into a huge growing point opportunity to serve literally the business as well as the you know myths busting from just the programming that everybody comes in not understanding the evolution of IWG and why and how we do what we do but it's going through and maximizing on that to be able to continually serve but it's not what you do it's how you do it you created a video so you're not repeating yourself yeah and that that's just the genius of using technology uh, in today's day and age yeah and also the video is just allowing us to let this live on longer. It's not necessarily about, oh, I'm just going to create this learning in this current moment. But like I said, is now this is trickling into the onboarding of new employees so that we just completely resolve the possibility of this coming up again. And increase trust, increase self-accountability, increase yeah. literally all the issues. Well, and this even comes back to, you know, Russell Brunson is someone who I've followed for many years. I've read all of his books and you know, it really comes down to creating that vulnerability in your in your sales funnels or your marketing campaigns. And when I was following, uh, you know, one of his recommendations in, in one of his books, I think it was .com Secrets, is I just created the story around how we started the business because how we started our business is actually pretty wild story. It is not your conventional story, but we hit so many obstacles that most people would have just quit 
before ever even starting uh, based on, you know, what we what we had to go through. And, you know, there were funny elements of the story. There were sad elements of the story. Uh, the funny one was the fact that we woke up every day for eight months on a blow up bed that was deflating. And we joked that we were the contents of a taco because we would just be like sandwiched in the middle as the bed was rising because it was deflating in the middle. We'd race to the chiropractic <laughs> table and like, you adjust me first. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we put that out in an email sequence and we had so much like like such an outpouring of love from that. And it, it was just vulnerability is really what it came down to. And it, it was truth. It was honesty. And the same thing goes a very long way in your business. And, you know, again, like all of we've talked about all of this as we've led up to this specific podcast about inattention to results. But you can see how it all coincides with each other. And the other thing that I want to mention about this idea of people not feeling overly responsible or, um, you know, overly affected by the company meeting their goals versus not is first and foremost is you have to dig deeper into these other modules of where are the kinks in the chain? Is there kinks in the chain when it comes to the trust, the vulnerability, you know, the, the conflict, et cetera. But if it does come to the fact that there is no scoreboard and your your pay, or I'm sorry your um, employees really don't know what are the things that they do on a day to day basis that contribute to the bottom line, and that was happening even in our business is that you have individuals that are in admin positions, you have you know individuals that are in you know potentially clinical positions, but these are people that. They're like, oh, but I'm not in sales or I don't take on new clients that then I sell them on a program. Like you have individuals that are doing day-to-day -day tasks that have no idea how they move the needle forward. So, you know, one of the things that we teach in the Growth Institute is how do you create KPIs, key performance indicators for every single position in your company? And this is not, oh, you need to sell this many products and you, you need to, you know, sell, sell, sell. This is about how many individuals did you strike up a conversation about, you know, referring a new customer? How many people, you know, came into the facility that were having a bad day that then left with a smile on their face? Like those things matter because that's what creates long-term clients retention. But this is also what creates the, this creates referrals. It, it, it creates cash in different ways. So it's creating cash in like secondary or tertiary ways opposed to, you know, the primary of just like, boom, I sold this and I, you know, had an exchange of $50 at, you know, the the front desk or the the cash counter. Is that a thing, cash counter? <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely I, I I definitely think that that's really important, but I will say is it took us a couple of months to to do this and it even took to, to do it right to do it right um and it even even presenting it to the team they were kind of like Ugh, like another thing we have to do 
Um, but we actually created laminates and they had the laminates at their workstations in the office and they actually tally as, you know, different things happen through the day. And, and, and they're excited about it because well it's, now they are yeah. though. But and like that's been the really cool thing is they're like like they they now have the ability at the end of the day, at the end of the week to say, did I crush it this week or did I do okay? Or was this a pretty crummy week? Yeah, I mean, even it's not really a small thing, but we think of it a small thing of like somebody came in feeling like shit and even if they still felt like shit, they left with a better attitude. Mm -hmm. And we all know, well, maybe not everybody knows, but attitude can create changes in our physical body just even the body positions like go on you know youtube and just look up if you're in a crunched over state your body's in what's known as a fight or flight state where it can't heal in that aspect so but when we're empowered we stand up tall our posture is different we're in, we're literally strong and we allow our body to change and to adapt to our thinking and this is why so much of what i say always starts from intern and then going externally and, you know, not to to wrap it up in a man's point of view, but <laughs> maybe, I mean, I grew up as, you know, my whole, my whole aspect of, of living when I was younger, my identity was wrapped up into an athlete and a lot of competitiveness within the family. But from that, it was brilliant to be able to take everything that I learned from there and into business because when you're, you know, a leader, a captain on the team, it's really, it's your job to be able to steer the direction of where we're going and working together. Because on a team, you can have the best team, but if we're not working together, we're never going to win. So it's literally the act of compounding of working together, which creates literally huge changes. You know, one of the things coming from the Midwest, my grandpa taught me, uh, he raised horses that when I was young, you know, roughly he was uh, hooking up two horses to a stagecoach uh yep really hillbilly our there. upbringing was quite <laughs> different <laughs> and but when he did that he asked me he's like you know how much one horse can pull and i i didn't know and he's like you know roughly around two thousand pounds and i was like wow and you know i was just starting grade school so i could add and he was like you know how many two horses can pull and i was like four thousand pounds like really excited and he's like nope <laughs> i'm like what do you mean 2,000 plus 2,000 is 4,000. He's like, the math is correct, but you don't understand the compounding of a team working together. And when you get a team of horses, two horses can pull not only three to sometimes four times the amount of the weight of one horse. So when you can have pretty much a team of A players, but if they're not working together, you're never going to capitalize on really the results and success we could have. And the only way we work together is through having very clear objective goals. And this is a simple thing that, you know, we all go through goals, but a lot of our goals, like Dr. Nicole said, is a lot of goals are held so much just with the higher up executives that the people down below don't really know what they're working for. Yeah. And that's a huge mistake. And if they're not held accountable to really working and striving and achieving those objective goals, then you're going to lose all your A players because we want to achieve. We want to be successful in life. That's what really drives us. And it's really about going through structuring the business to have those clear cut objective goals where everybody knows and everybody's working together to create that magnificent achievement. Yeah. And 
the other thing too is if you have people that don't give a shit about the bottom line and how much money the company is making and if the you know the company is meeting its goals like chances are they're not a players and hence why we're saying you're going to lose your a players because your a players do want to see your company succeed because they feel like they are succeeding that they are achieving and accomplishing and they're they're succeeding in their position which is then moving the needle forward and driving the company forward and a players truly want to be part of that growth and evolution and that scale the individuals that could care less that are just you know showing up and doing the bare minimum you know yes maybe there are some major major kinks in your culture and trust and meetings but you also sometimes have to call a spade a spade and know that, you know, these individuals are probably not mission driven and they're not necessarily going to be overly stimulated by the growth and evolution of the company. So it's being able to know how to strategically ask better questions and take people through, you know, mentorship, coaching and implement different strategies in your business to decipher who are the C players and who are the A players, but then also, you know, who is underperforming because they're not clear, they're not feeling heard, they, you know, they, they, they're not, they, they don't even understand like what they're working towards because you might have people underperforming because of those flaws in your business. So in the Institute, you know, we dig deep into this and, you know, first step that we really do is our, our triple D is what we call it. But our deep dive diagnostic is we figure this stuff out for you and we're able to really decipher, do you have people on your team that are C players that potentially need to go or do you have issues? Do you have confusion? Do you have, um, you know, people that are frustrated and overwhelmed because they're not being heard or they're not clear on their position or their position changes every week? So these are all things to be evaluated. And sometimes an external person can get that ball rolling because if this has been going on for years and now you're like, hey guys, now I want you to give me feedback. You know, some people are going to call your bluff and they're not going to be as transparent and vulnerable because they're like, but we've been operating like this for five years. Now, all of a sudden you want me to tell you how I really feel. So sometimes bringing in that external, um, you know, mentor, you're able to extract more and really be able to figure out the root cause and then find the solution faster and more efficiently. Yeah, and I mean, especially on the East Coast, people call you out on your talk if there's no walk. So having that external, it's really just, you know, we are we always have at least two coaches uh, that we're learning and mentoring from. So it's like, if somebody can see that you're being coached, that you're being, you know, led and taught as well, the buy-in, they're not gonna be as much fight. And, you know, rolling back, I would say, you know, Kind of one last thing is that you know going through and looking objectively at a business and at employees you know i could honestly easily disagree that there's no such thing as c players and b players and a players oh here we go <laughs> just completely disagree with everything we talked about and really the fact is that i think everybody is an a player they're just not doing what they 
is most important to them. Um, a lot of times there's... I understand. There's, you know, somebody that maybe shouldn't have been hired in the first place, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, a hire out of emotion or out of fear or just, you know, quick, this has to be filled, yeah. you know, fill in that aspect. So it was a, a mishire or that we just need to work on connecting, you know, there's a disconnect in communication and um, with the vision, the mission, the purpose of the company. And when we can get both... Um, those entities, the business and the employee on that same wavelength serving each other, then you take somebody that's quote unquote a, a B player and then they're right back into serving the business and themselves and they're an A team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with what you're saying because there's definitely times where people get hired that shouldn't have been hired in the first place. And there's many reasons that happens. But you know, overall is, you know, this last segment here about inattention, inattention to results, you know, just again, reiterating, this is the top of the pyramid. So all of the other aspects have to be considered before you're really addressing this piece. So it really, really starts with building trust and vulnerability in your company, being able to open the door to conflict and feedback so that you do have your employees that are being transparent and you're able to find solutions to things that aren't working. And then that really trickles into having more committed employees, people that want to be accountable. They know what they're accountable to, which then creates amazing results and allows you to meet those goals and benchmarks. So we hope this is really, really valuable. And again, I want to make sure that I reiterate that this is the work of Patrick Lencioni, and this has really just changed my life as well as transformed our companies. And I wanted to make sure that we could share this because it's his books are absolutely amazing and his approach to organizational health has so much love and integrity and it works. And I think that's the most important is the proof is in the pudding. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next time. You've reached the end of another episode of the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast. Connect with us at integrativegrowthinstitute.com. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. If you love today's episode of Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.